everybody. Welcome back. It is Wednesday, June 13th. Wishing you the warmest of aloha at 9.07 in the morning, and I want to welcome you to News Radio 830 KHVH. I want to thank everybody who's joined us thus far, especially all of our callers in regard to the 7 uh, and 8 o'clock hour. Thank you very much for participating and playing along. However, I do want you to make a note of Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Put it down in your calendars. Put it down in your social media because it is a visit that we'll have each Wednesday with a Maker of Kings, Maker of Kings Radio. And we've had the opportunity in the past to have uh, intermittent radio programs, but now we are committed that we will be with you every Wednesday at this time. And I cannot wait to bring this show to you with the gentlemen that are in studio now and more of our friends in the future. Maker of Kings Radio is populated by three gentlemen in studio with us and will be each Wednesday at this time. I'd like to start with uh, a gentleman that I have incredible amounts of respect and admire greatly for what he does, not only professionally, but also in our community in supporting and being an integral part of what we do. And Mr. Jim Keener, I want to thank you very much for being with us. Aloha, sir. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for having us. It's a pleasure to see you again. How are things going with you these days? Couldn't be better. Beautiful. Yep. Perfect answer. I love that. Absolutely. Uh, we also want to welcome Mr. Andrew Compion in studio with us, too. And, uh, Drew, want to thank you for taking the time and taking the lead and all of that good stuff. Good morning. Uh, thanks again for having us, Rick. I'm excited for this journey. It's going to be phenomenal. No doubt about it. Uh, we want to thank the parole officers of uh, the Hawaii State uh, Public's <laughs> Prison System for allowing our third voice. They're not supposed to know, Rick. <laughs> Thanks, bro. There goes that cover. But our remarkable dear friend and great man, Mr. Corey Cazares. How are you, bro? I'm great, man. I'm back in some of the best company I can be in, and it seems to always happen here in this studio where I get to meet the best of folks, and I'm glad to be back. Well, it is a pleasure, and all three, thank you again. Let's start with some basic fundamentals, brief introductions of each, just to reintroduce ourselves and ensure that everybody is aware of who you are and what we'll be doing. Jim, would you mind leading us off, please? Yeah, my name is Jim Keener, a global entrepreneur, um, primarily focused on aligning causes with uh, conscious capitalism and working in the business environment, using business as a tool, uh, practicing business as a religion seven days a week, and focusing on the development of younger talent and uh Focusing on the under 30 bracket, some of these guys are a little over 30, but primarily that's my focus is to build businesses with young entrepreneurs and show them the way. The catalyst for your entree into entrepreneurialism, how did that begin, Jim? A young entrepreneur, I started my career uh, fixing broken businesses. I was a firefighter paramedic in Stockton, California. Um, Along the way, met gentlemen that had uh, certain issues. I've always been an entrepreneur, kind of born and bred. It's my thing. And... uh, just started finding opportunity was small business. Uh, small business, in my, in my mind, is under 500 employees, um, less than 60, 70 million in revenue annually. And they all have similar situations, similar problems. And so I found my niche in that bracket and had the ability to get involved with several companies and work through transitions and built my name fixing broken businesses. So yeah. that's, that's my story. How did your presence in Hawaii begin? Uh, just looking for opportunity. Um, this young man decided to, to move out here, figure this game out. Uh, Hawaii is a very difficult business climate. It has the challenges that are because of its isolation, its demographic, and felt that if I was going to apply these principles, that this would be the best place to uh, try my trade. And uh, came out here, built a few businesses, 
found success is is predictable using our systems and processes that we spoke about mm-hmm. and uh, just started incorporating talent. So these young men in studio, they're part of this, this process, the Maker Kings. Fantastic. Uh, one last point is the differentiation of time, our time zone differences. How does that have an effect on business here? Um, well, you know, I just get up earlier and stay up later and, and do what I have to do. <laughs> there you, know? you go. <laughs> no excuses. <laughs> no excuses. That could be the thematic uh, part of the show today. Exactly. No doubt. Thank you, Jim, very much. Andrew, would you mind doing the same, please? Yeah, so I spent uh, pretty much a third of my life uh, serving the military. Uh, once I achieved the goals that I wanted to achieve, it was time to move on to the next best thing. Um, and in search of finding that next best thing, I stumbled upon business, and it was my calling. Uh, so then I took the leap of faith, moved out to Hawaii, and started uh, my entrepreneurship training with my father. Mm-hmm. And that must have been, what? It, tell us about the transition. I think that's a very important part of our story, making that transition from military service to where you are now. Well, even with having like tremendous you know, resources at my disposal, it was still scary because there's a lot of unknown and unknowable to make that transition, right? Mm-hmm. So because you have the safety net, when you work for the government, you know every, you're getting paid on the first and the fifteenth every month, you know, and regardless of your output. So out here, it's like put up or shut up. You either put up, you know, and become successful, or you don't. Right. Uh, as you made that transition, what was key to making that a successful one? Because we do have many of our friends who have served in the military, specifically making that move from military life to civilian life. Any advice that you can share? What was instrumental in that success for you? Well, just showcasing all the things that I learned in my military service and having the confidence that was instilled in me along the process and just trusting the process that you mm-hmm. went through along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, Process is going to be a very important word that we'll be using, yes? <laughs> right. And when you think about like the workforce like that you're competing against, like in this demographic here, like showing up on time, having a driver's license, all those things, you're on the 80 percentile, right? So... And then you take away all the things that you learned in the military, you know, you become competitive. And there we go. We're going to get together with uh, Andrew in just a few short moments as well. But first, reintroduction of a man who's uh, probably familiar with you over the years that we've been together, Corey Cazares. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I've uh, like Drew, different but uh, same similar service background. Very different in service background, actually. But yeah, we ser- I served uh, eight years. Uh, I'm a combat vet. Um, in the last eight years, I've been operating in the the business spectrum of Hawaii, and in doing so, I found that there's a, a huge um, calling for veterans that, that stay here that want to get out of the surface and remain on island and they're compelled to stay here this place calls to you or it doesn't and when it does it can be difficult to navigate the business world here getting out of the military so uh, we took it on ourselves with the veterans movement our nonprofit a while ago to kind of unite those veterans together uh, we started holding veterans business expos I was able to meet Drew through these um, and this new mission with with the maker of kings is in keeping with that giving a platform for prior service military to actually get out of the service and have not just a job but meaningful work with a purpose behind it so this just kept in line and and and, and as it is conveniently as it flowed into my mission prior um there's a whole boost of rejuvenization or rejuvenation What's the word I'm looking Rejuvenation. for? Rejuvenation. There you go. Uh, because I, I found new mentors in this space, and that's where Jim came in, has been coaching and mentoring me on how to take these, these, uh, these veterans to the next level of their business practice and also taking mine as well. So it's awesome. It's, it falls right in line with what we are looking to do, and I'm excited to be a part of it. 
Have you always had an entrepreneurial spirit as well, as Jim described? Yeah, you know, and Jim's actually helped me exfoliate that for my own persona. I've always been a creator. I know that. I've been writing music. I've been designing things. Um, it, it goes along with creating a business. But, man, business is a religion. When they say that, there's a whole different level, and that's what we're hoping to help expose here. And we're talking with our dear friends in studio. It is Maker of Kings Radio. Before we take our break, I'd like to go back to Jim. Jim, just working definition of Maker of Kings, please. Uh, Maker Kings is is basically documenting the journey of these young entrepreneurs through the process of going from a, a new business to a, a greater level of valuation. So our goal is to take this product, uh, build the prototype in Hawaii, and then expand it nationally and then internationally. So we're we're replicating and duplicating a process and system that we create here. We do all the vetting in Hawaii in this difficult business climate, and then once all the processes are done, then we scale nationally. So it's about systems and processes, developing young leaders into entrepreneurs and helping them go through that process, focusing on conscious capitalist um, principles. So which is be good, do good, do no harm to yourself, others or the environment. And based on those principles, kick some butt. I love kicking some butt. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of butt kicking going on. I love this and more. We're going to take a very short break. We're going to come back and expand on conscious capitalism and also the world of business through the eyes of our friends in studio. It is the Maker of Kings radio program. Found right here on News Radio 830 KHVH. We wish you aloha. It's 916. The Rick Hamada program on News Radio 830 KHVH. Maker of Kings radio is right now here on News Radio 830 KHVH. It is a beautiful Wednesday morning. Made more beautiful because Corey Cazares is wearing this wonderful outfit today that just has all of the elements. When you find a bromper that fits, you you take that uh, yeah. opportunity. Yeah, you don't pass. No, you have to. Yeah, you pull for sure. And that's really fantastic. Thanks, Rick. And I, and I love it. <laughs> it, it, it. But it's it's just making the day better. I appreciate making it. Making the day better. Uh, we're in studio with Jim and Drew and Corey, maker of Kings Radio. Uh, conscious capitalism. Uh, you touched upon it briefly, but Jim, Drew, Corey, I'd like to go to each of you to express the meaning. Jim, start with you. Again, conscious capitalism is uh, it's an approach towards business where you're 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 focused on you and you're, you only. You, the size and value of the market makes sense. You get out there and you participate in the market, but you don't make your name on burning other things down. You you make your name on building things up. And we invest in people, we invest in processes, and we invest in systems. And so. Our approach is do no harm primarily, and we see a lot of people using differentiation and they're slandering and they're, they're, they're focusing on all these other things to talk down their competition rather than just put your product to the market and let the market decide who wins. And if you put your best foot forward and you, uh, you, know, you can give all the great advice in the world, but if you're a good example, that's better than the best advice. And so that's my goal is to be a good example for these young men and show them the path. And um, not really sit back and, and wait. Just go get our opportunities and go create our own luck. So Tremendous. That's, that's my approach. Excellent. Your viewpoint, Drew? Yeah, just, just to piggyback off of what he said. So when we're in like the acquisition stage, it could be a tricky for both parties, right? And we will never do a deal with anybody unless it's a win-win for both parties, right? There's the sentiment that for capitalists, you, somebody has to win and somebody has to lose to do a deal, right? But never. If I can't sit on your side and you can't sit on my side and we both don't agree on the, we won't do the deal. We'll walk away. Because if you do that, it's going to lead to resentment later on and a whole bunch of other things down the road, right? Mm-hmm. And so with the conscious capitalist, be good, 
do good, don't cause no harm to yourself, the environment, or others, I mean, you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. How does that actually apply? Let me ask you this. Is in application of business, because in ma- minds of many, you know, it's a gray area of what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what is bad, etc. Because in the minds of some, it's about succeeding, success, and you have to achieve that in order to do other things that might be beneficial. How does that, what have you witnessed through yourself and others in applying this? And you referred to a couple things where you've seen where others clearly don't. Oh, yeah. Well, some, a lot of times people look at us as a stupid, good to be true. Like, what is it, what angle they're working on us? Because they're not necessarily used to that. Like, we'll, like, won't leave the table until you're happy and I'm happy. And so they're just so used to, you know, getting the rug pulled out from under them or, you know, losing in order to gain something. Yeah. It's a, it's a wonderful concept, and I'd like to go to Corey because you have been not only with military service but an entrepreneur, your own business owner, broker, et cetera. How does this work for you? I mean, comp- conscious capitalism, to me, just reflects one of the new principles of business that aren't maybe being taught in the traditional avenues that we go to for business experience and knowledge. Uh, we've got somebody in studio who's the purveyor of that knowledge, and there's so many new principles in business that you can see working that 10 years ago they wouldn't have thought would have worked. So I think that conscious capitalism is one of those categories that we're going to explore in The Maker of Kings. But as they all unfold, it's a new way of doing business, a new subset of knowledge. And the knowledge isn't coming out of books and universities as much as it is in practice and as much as it is in the real world. And I think that's what we're going to get from here. And we have a person here who's living proof that it is possible and is the purveyor of, or one of the purveyors of that knowledge. So that's where conscious capitalism falls for me. So we have process and knowledge that's dominant in our conversation thus far. I want to take it a step further and talk about mythology briefly, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Because in the minds of many, that there is a certain way that you do business. And it's not necessarily from a conscious capitalism viewpoint. It's just the basic tenets of this is how you do business, this is how you open licenses and investment and all this. Share with us, Jim, a little bit about mythology that surrounds business and how your approach uh, will denounce some of the myths that people may embrace. Well, you know, our approach is impact over income, right? Like income is the bottom line that everyone grades you on, but in fact, it's impact is how we grade ourselves. We look at affecting change at the greatest level and how we can impact young entrepreneurs, um, we, we look to go wide before we go deep. We look to reach out to individuals who share our, our purpose and focus on a purpose-driven economy rather than th- these other economies where they're focused on just the bottom line. And, and I use this in, in teaching the, about the balance sheet. A lot of people are focused on the profit and loss, and I'm focused on the people. I invest in the people. I spend my time in the people, my jobs to mentor these people and to give them more than they could ever give me in return without expecting anything in return from them. And in doing so... Um, if you're coaching a fifth grade basketball team, you're not out there trying to turn them into champions. You're trying to turn them into good teammates. Mm-hmm. And that's the same situation that I'm doing here. And what I've done is through my life and, and participating in the fire service, it's, it's all about teamwork, right? The teamwork makes the dream work. And when you're dealing with young kids and you're dealing with the fire service and you're dealing with the military, it's all about the team. It's not about I, it's about we. And in business, what happens is you get an individual that thinks it's about him, it's not about them, and therefore he focuses on the bottom line. But here's what I know for sure. If you've ever been in a pinch, if you've ever been in trouble, if you ever needed help, your balance sheet can't save you. Your people can't. So you invest in your people, and your people are are the difference. And in my business and my men, they're uh, better suited for these types of challenges. The fact that they've been in the military, they understand that probably better than most. And so... uh each one teach one. We make sure that we train them to train. So there's nobody that's perfecting their skill set without training somebody else, and that's part of the process. 
I would like to, in the few minutes we have before our bottom of the hour break, go to Drew and also to Corey. Uh, Jim, in the center, quite literally, of our panel, mentorship. What is the key essential necessity and value of having mentorship in your professional and even personal life, Drew? Okay, so one of the most important things that I left out when you asked what made my transition successful, and that's a mentorship. You know, and luckily my mentor, the person I look up to the most, is my father, which is you know, ironic. Um, hmm. But just to be able to ask those questions, whether you think they're mundane or whatever, the silly question, the good, everything you can answer, you know, have that person to go to. Also, you have somebody to, like a driving force that pushes you beyond your capability, right? So you could be super um, assertive and try to go after things on your own, but you'll never achieve the same amount of success as you will by having somebody drive you. Because they understand who you are entirely, and they'll set targets that are just beyond your reach, and you'll always strive to reach them, right? And then what that does, and what happens is if people don't set high enough targets, they'll achieve them, and then they get complacent, right? And then when you get complacent, then that diminishes growth, you know? Mm-hmm. So having a mentor to always drive you, drive you, drive you, push you, you know, and then build you up once you're, you know, once you fall, because you're going to fall short, it happens it's, mm-hmm. if he does the right job. And they build you up and then build your confidence, your capacity, and you just keep growing, growing, growing. Yeah, but it's a two-way relationship. Exactly. So I all every yeah. where I'm at today, I couldn't be here without a mentor, hands yeah. down. It's just bottom right. line up front. Understand that very clearly, Corey Cazares. How about you? It's the same deal, man. You you get to a point where you feel like you've maxed out your own capabilities, and that's why being tied in with your community, being important, being relevant in your community, allows you to meet people that can push you to that next level. I've had that's been my biggest blessing my biggest fortune has been to fall into the company of great mentorship uh, in any industry whether it be the military or real estate or lending or now in the business world in general um, just falling underneath the great mentor is the only way you're going to reach that next step and the other part about it too is uh, choosing selecting and embracing the mentor right and is there a um, not a list of what you check off to make sure somebody clearly is because anybody can say something but it's truly what somebody lives yes yeah and we each do our own vetting for each one of our response i mean a lot of times a mentor is a book you're reading it's a podcast Mm. you listen to it's somebody that you look up to that you may not even know but they're still mentoring you because they're still teaching you and we each vet each one of those people you vet a book by reading you know the 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 inside on it or you read the you know who contributed you vet all of that information prior to taking it and making it part of your own doctrine and yeah we use that process for sure when we're meeting people in person that's one of the reasons we're here today and that is part of the mission of of uh, maker of kings as jim shared with us earlier and jim just uh, briefly before the bottom of the hour news the role of you maker of kings and of course the young men that you are influencing now, they too, in their own right, will become mentors uh, as well. Correct. Yeah. So it's a, it's not just teach a man to fish. It's a teach a man how to teach people how to fish, how to carve a hook, how to weave a net, how to create a boat, how to fish, what bait to use. It's more than just a, a simple process of teach a man to fish and you're done. Mm-hmm. It's uh, teach him how to teach people how to fish. And we've all had mentors. We're gonna, I'm going to ask you that question when we right. come back from the break, if that's okay that's with you. Fine. I'd love to hear that, and i sure our friends would too. Drew, I'm going to turn to you for uh, just a moment. That has to do with contact, information, connection, because mentorship is part of, obviously, Maker of Kings. Right. How, do we, how do we connect? Yeah, so we can connect uh, via social media. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Okay. So Send us a direct message. Send us or Take us on our wall. Yep. Hashtag us. Right we'll, on. We'll be there to respond. Maker of Kings will yeah. get you. That's the key to the door. Yes, sir. All right. We're going to make sure that we have all that information for you coming up. 
After the bottom of the hour news break, when we return, we'll continue learning more about Maker of Kings, but also talk specifically about business itself and in your life. Now, more Rick Hamada on News Radio 830 KHVH. Welcome back. It is Maker of Kings. It is found right here on News Radio 830 KHVH every Wednesday at this time, and we certainly hope it will be a destination program for you as we've begun in the first segment in the first half of the program. Just giving you an idea of establishing what the mission is of Maker of Kings. It includes you, it includes your life, your future. In subsequent programs, we'll invite others to be on board, to share, and also to continue the education process. And process is something that we're going to chat about coming up in a few short moments. But mentorship and the importance is where we left off. And I'd like to turn back over to Jim to share from your perspective, Jim, mentorship and the role it played in your life. Well, I learned firsthand. Uh, my father worked for Caterpillar for 35 years, and it's through that process that I realized that uh, the corporate life was definitely not for me, even though he had tremendous success throughout his career. Um, as he got later in life to the career, I watched how the company treated him and how he treated older older employees. So uh, in, in that, it, it kind of ingrained something that my dad told me, that if you give somebody the power to feed you, you also give them the power to starve you. And so that if you're going to take your destiny in your own hands, it's going to be up to you. And then entrepreneurship had to be my religion from that point forward. I was never going to give anybody the opportunity to starve me. And I was going to uh, basically pile my own field. And so uh, through that process of all his relationship, he introduced me to an individual named Bob Ryman Schneider. And Bob uh, started a business called Idaho Way Systems. I believe he still receives the trash from Hawaii, believe hmm. it or not. I would imagine, um, yeah. And uh, through that process, I went to visit him when he was in his worst situation with my father. I was a young man, and he was uh, living in a motel looking for uh, the credit card to just last one more month. He was waiting on permitting to take an old gravel pit and turn it into a landfill. And uh, just sitting there listening to him and him telling me the stories on how at that stage, at this final day, how every person that was around him has now uh, had left him. And he was sitting there holding the bag on his own. He uh, borrowed money from friends, family, relatives, everything to get this deal done, and he didn't know whether it was going to go, and it was the final days. And so he was literally living on an American Express card and knew that that thing had to be paid in full at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. And if it didn't get paid in full, he was out of business. And so uh, I was sitting in a coffee shop with him, and my dad gave him his credit card and said, uh, you know, if you need to make it another month, uh, use my card. And uh, Bob just never forgot that. And so when he actually did get the permit and he did negotiate a deal with Waste Management, uh, he brought me in to help assist in a lot of different issues that he was having. One of them was putting a railroad spur through uh, a lot of people's backyards, mm. and that's very difficult. But uh, that gave me an opportunity to really show what I was made of, and uh, in doing that, he's always been a, a great mentor to me and always has, has laid a foundation for what's what's achievable. And uh, we speak of grit, right, the ability to stick through tough times. He personifies grit, and so grit is uh, definitely a principle that, it, that uh, entrepreneurs need to have to be successful. Now, that grit, can it be found in the uh, public sector? And by, by that, I mean for those who are W-2 employees, by those who work within uh, governmental organizations or what have you. Is that a possibility? Sure. I mean, they work as entrepreneurs, not entrepreneurs. So basically, they they, they take their situation and, and make the best of it. So when you're working inside of a, as a W-2 guy, um, you're looking to add as much value to the company as possible. And in turn, you can have a negotiating bargaining position with your employer 
providing that you're adding extenuating value. So these same principles can be applied to a W-2 employee just as an entrepreneur, but you focus as an entrepreneur, not an entrepreneur. So you work in the business providing extenuating value to your employer, and then typically that would get recognized. If not, then somebody else who's your competitor to your employer will probably pick you up. understand. Very well put. I want to turn back to Drew and also back to Corey. I just want to, after sharing uh, his incredible story of mentorship, is there a moment, is there a specific conversation or anything that stands out to you that has fueled your common desire that you have with uh, your father? I don't know. Well, I guess since I was, you know, 10 years old, we just connected, right? And when you believe in somebody so much and you connect with them, you can't help but be kind of enthralled with everything they're up to. So I was a kid, just like, what is he doing? He'd take me to meetings and just, <laughs> right. you know, have me in the just in the life. And I just always, like, always so envious. Like, look at this guy. He just, look how people look at him and respect him. And he was a young guy at that time, you know. When I was 10, he was, like, 26, right? Yeah. But this the amount of the presence that he had at that age, and I understood what that meant at 10 years old. Like, wow, the people, like, respect this guy. And so just going up, I'd had a tremendous leap of faith just knowing that, you know, he'd always have my best interest at hand, and I just took everything he said for gospel because I believed it, and it's right. gotten me to where I am today, and I'm happy to be where I'm at. So. Exactly. We're going to do a little bit of conversation about where you, are, where you are today before the end of the program, and I'm going to turn to Corey as well. In, in your great success as a businessman and creating your own, you mentioned before that mentorship can be found virtually anywhere. But can you share with us, is there a moment, is there a conversation, was there a particular topic or that really gave you more stimulus than maybe others? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think it, it happens multiple times, and the key is being uh, ready to and, and open to perceive that. If your mind is closed, you've got a one-track mind, um, you might not be ready to perceive or ready to re receive that mentorship that's there for you. So it's really it, what it boils down to for me is being in line with your purpose, knowing what your purpose is. And if your purpose is there, you're going to notice every time wind hit your sails. And when the wind hit your sails, you see who's pushing, and you, you can really feel that. If you don't know what your purpose is, if you don't where you're going, it's really difficult to get into a good uh, relationship with a mentor because you don't know what your purpose is. You don't know what you're there to do. Mm. But when you do, right. you're able to receive that mentorship and really appreciate it. So absolutely, multiple times throughout my career, I felt that wind in my sails, and I'm always looking to see where, where that next breeze is coming from. So in other words, it's incredibly important to find your why. Sure. Exactly why. Yeah. Exactly right. Well put. Marcus Lemonis, I'm a big fan. He, of course, of a television program called The Prophet. He talks about people, product, process. And that is the common theme in all that he does. I'd like to talk about process, if process. you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Okay, well, process is the A to B, the one to two, the two to three. A series of processes are what actually make the system. So when we talked about systems and processes, the processes is the X's and O's. It's the... It's, it's aligning your passion with your purpose and making sure that your, the A to B is being done properly, the, the B to C is being done properly. And uh, we focus with that on time management. We focus on acquisitions. We focus on pretty much everything we do is process-driven. So we identify processes, which is effective, effectively a recipe for success, right? So when you're building a recipe, it's not just the time. It's not just the temperature. It's not just the technique. It's the ingredients as well. So you have to start with proper ingredient. You take the proper ingredient. You, you, you do use the proper ingredient effectively with the proper time, the temperature and technique and you get it. You, whatever you're cooking is going to be good. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's no different with business. 
I think you break it down to simple processes where ordinary people can get an extraordinary outcome by following simple processes. And let's eliminate all the distractions and all the nuances and, and break it down to what we're really trying to accomplish, right? Which is uh, effectively deliver a service or a product to to the market, <clears throat> excuse me, and let the market decide who wins and loses. And if you're not winning in the market, you probably got broken processes. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's just one side of it. The people are in, are another point, and people, are, in my opinion, are more important than anything else. Mm-hmm. We can fix processes, we can develop new systems, but if you have bad people, you won't be successful. It's just that right. simple. We got some two pretty good people in this studio with you. Extraordinary individuals. Uh, absolutely so. So, and I want to stick to process in a moment. I want to get through your take on process and is process specific to product or service or does process cover the entire gamut? Yeah. So process and covers entirety okay. of everything. Yeah. How do you apply it technically? And the reason I'm going to ask this because we have entrepreneurs, we have business people, small business people, et cetera, uh, who are dialed in now. And we, our role is to help and assist. If you hear something, folks who are dialed in, uh, and you have a situation that maybe it applies to you, give us a call before the top of the hour and share with us what it is that you're confronting in your life. What is it that you are either having challenges with or perhaps you're experiencing great success? We'd love to hear that side as well. So give us a call at 521-8383. If you're struggling, if you're having challenges, or if things are going, share what that experience is. We're going to get back to process, Drew, because uh, if you don't mind sharing, you have uh, responsibility for numerous businesses. Can you share with us process and how it applies, maybe not specifically to each, but how it is a broad-based application? All right, so I could use, well, we can use like marketing, for example, right? Okay. So when we collect data on, and we get information, right? Um, we want to take that data and be able to use it towards our marketing efforts, okay? So there's a series of processes for you to take raw data and implement it into the actual marketing efforts, right? Mm-hmm. Like who is the size mm-hmm. and value of this market? Who's our target demographic and those other things? So it's a, it's a series of steps in order to, for execution. Yeah, and it, it would apply to each and every one of your entities. Absolutely. All right. Process for you, Corey Cazares, when we talk about process, the importance and what is the impact for you? Yeah, it's it's actually extremely important for us because a lot of our things, our, a lot of our business has to do with people. So we've been able to mitigate that part of it and really connect with our demographic really, really well. Basically, running everything through authenticity. But if we want to help the veterans that are not considered low hanging fruit, if we want to help people that are not already wanting the product we have to help them make their lives better, make their financial lives better. We want to affect change in those who didn't even know it was a possibility. That's when we have to bring in implementation of systems to make sure that we are effectively able to reach those other people who might not have gotten our reach. And Drew mentioned it with marketing, targeting our demographics. Sometimes you know in your individual business who you think your demographic is, but as you get bigger and better and you grow, you see new markets and you see new ways you can help people. And the bottom line is if you're doing something and you don't honestly feel like what you're doing is helping somebody, then this stuff might not make that much sense to you. But if business is a religion, you feel like what you're providing is a service or a product is going to help people get better. You're looking for ways to reach not low-hanging fruit, but the people who may not know about your product that you feel you can truly help. And that's where systems implementation comes because you're able to provide a product that's identical to every customer and provide that same level of experience to each person individually. I'd like to bring up something that's just a layman's question. Differentiation, Jim, between a business and a hobby because there are different levels of commitment, investment, and objective 
some may believe that they are business people, but perhaps they're not. Can you expand? Well, a hobby is basically driven from passion primarily, mm-hmm. and a business is, is affecting change at a, at, a, at a greater level. So I think a hobby is great for you and your family, and some people can monetize hobbies, and, and they can justify that expenditure of time and resources for their hobby. Um, other people, business is a religion, and therefore it's about affecting change and providing value to the marketplace and providing opportunity to the employees and your partners. Mm-hmm. So I focus on the business aspect. My hobby is business. This is what I enjoy doing more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have hobbies. This is what I do. <laughs> and uh, when people say, what do you like to do? I said, I like to put deals together and you know, make, make things happen. So, he told me one time, he says, yeah, I'm not a fun person, Gore. I'm not a fun yeah, guy. It's not funny, though. This said, is fun. He yeah. said, miss me with that golf combo. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't play golf. I don't play games. I, I build businesses. Yeah, uh, so that's that's basically what it is. I think people monetize hobbies. They mistake those for businesses, and then when they have a hiccup in the problem, it's because their purpose and their passion is not aligned. They have their passion in line, but not the purpose. We're already at 9.46 in the morning. Uh, time is flying by, as we expected, with... Uh, maker of kings but i'm gonna go back to drew again remind us contact information how we can connect with you and the team you can find us at maker of kings on facebook instagram and twitter and you can also call me personally at 808-542-6759 i'd like to connect with anybody who wants to reach out one more time with the phone number drew please. 808-542-6759 we're already coming to the top of the hour we're going to talk about business we're going to talk about you and about the challenges that some people may be facing and how Maker of Kings can be a part of your life. And we'll do it when we come back. It is News Radio 830 KHVH. Give us a call if you'd like to join in at 521 8383. But as of right now, short break, and we'll return in a moment. The Rick Hamada Program on News Radio 830 KHVH. We want to thank our uh, callers who are calling up for contact information. We appreciate that very much, and we'll share that with you before we go to the top of the hour. But another aspect of the program is this. All that we're talking about in the world of business, all of the concept and process, etc., is living literally in our studio with Jim and also the partnership with Drew and Corey and others. It is an opportunity for you to talk directly about you, your situation, your questions, and have direct answers. There's one thing you may have learned in our visits with Jim and even after today, straightforward. Absolutely right on point. No editorializing. It is honest. It is frank. And it is available to you at 521-8383. So, that said, Jim, what do we face here in the state of Hawaii? Those who are listening now in business traditionally, what are the major challenges if we do a triage and how can we address them? Uh, you know, for me, it's been workforce development, right? It's been identifying what the major weakness was and it was workforce development. The, we have a strong union presence out here in, in the, the trades. And so, uh, you know, we had to look for an alternative. And so what we did was we built a school called the National Academy of Construction Trades. We recruited an instructor. We brought him out here. We built the school out. And uh, we, we're taking our veterans that are coming out of the service. They're going into an immersion program. 
They work uh, through that process. They go to school in the morning. They work in the trades in the afternoon. And um, that's been the most effective way to develop a workforce for us to continue to grow in this marketplace. So we found a, uh, an obstacle and turned it into an opportunity, and that's primarily what we did. Tremendous. And Drew, I'm going to come back to you if you don't mind, and that has to do about challenges. Uh, as leading multiple companies and product and service here in Hawaii, what have you encountered, and how has the process from Maker of Kings been applied to help you? Well, the biggest challenge that, and my dad can attest to this, being a part of so many different companies, is people are the biggest challenge in business, right? So when you talk about when they, you don't know where they come from and when they come brand new, is getting your desired outcome out of them. That's been the biggest struggle. Figure out what works. Test this, split test this to figure out, you know, how do you get the buy-in? Mm-hmm. How do you get them to you know, work on themselves and then transition smoothly into your systems? Right. I want to go over to Corey with our time remaining. Similar question, Corey, because maybe different businesses, but still Mm. that application. Yeah, and that's really where I I found a calling for me to be involved with the guys at Maker of Kings is uh, being involved with the military so heavily between uh, the real estate company and veterans movement, all these different things. We find that people get out of the military and want to stay here, but it's very difficult to do so. If we don't get the word out that there's a transitional platform for employment, they don't know. So it's our job to get that word out there. It's our calling to get that out there so that guys know that there is a way, and girls as well, there is a way for them to stay here, not only just stay here and work, but to gain meaningful employment, something that they can take with them and help change other veterans' lives. We're not just giving people a job. We're giving people an opportunity, and that's a lot of what my calling is, is just to let people know that that's out there because I see clients get out. Hey, Corey, I'm getting out. I want to sell my property, and you know, I'm thinking about going home. I really don't want to leave, but I don't know what I would do to stay here. It's about getting that awareness out there. There are not just there's not just employment there's opportunities and uh, hopefully our, our listeners will tie into that and then also just being able to have mentorship if i have the time to spend 10 minutes with these guys i'm going to take it i'm going to use it and i hope that our listeners do as well i want to go back to drew briefly and that has to do with of course there is a dedication and a commitment to our veterans and many thanks to you and Corey for your service but this applications of maker of kings can apply outside of transitioning military as well yes yeah absolutely yeah we, we, we at the, at the bar bottom line is we want to provide opportunity to people and, and bring value into everybody's life, right? Yeah. Because of the philosophical aspect of the veteran, because, you know, we're all a family of service. Everybody's mm-hmm. served in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Then we, that's obviously, you know, our bread and butter, and we love that. But we're not opposed to helping anybody else. Absolutely. Understand. And before we go, I'm going to turn to Jim once again. Help us understand that Maker of Kings can be instrumental in making you the master of your domain, rather than being the steward of someone else's. Sure. If you if you don't set targets and you don't have a goal, then you're helping somebody else achieve their goal. It's just that simple, right? So um, I, I think it's really understanding um, the crossroads of your passion and your purpose and, and what you could do um, to really affect change at the greatest level and then how you feel about yourself when you're doing that. And what I found is that, you know, I climbed the ladder of success and found out I was leaning against the wrong wall. I first mm-hmm. chased money. And wanted to make as much money as I could, found out that money didn't provide happiness nor fulfillment. And so it was at that point in time where I was at a crossroad, right? Continue to chase money or to, to try to find a different path. And that different path came when I, uh, I got with my wife and, and the boys. They were young boys. And then at that point in time, it was no longer about me. It was about us. And uh, it was about being a good example and a role model for them and took on those challenges. And it's through that process that I kind of developed the whole idea of the Maker of Kings is, in, is, is an investment. I'm investing my time into these young men and 
and through that process we're we're building these businesses and it's it's through that that process that helps me understand that overall um, we're only here for a finite amount of time and so if we can affect change at the greatest level and we find ourselves as an agent of change then we have to apply those principles every single day we don't just talk about it we be mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. and um you know that's the whole process of maker kings is to personal development but also their systems and processes that are um, apparent in business that a lot of people don't see. And in doing that, um, they miss the boat, right? They don't effectively target. They don't understand the size and value of their market. They don't understand the nuances associated with that. And uh, they're left just out in the wind. And so our job is to effectively teach them that you can't you can't really affect the way the wind blows, but you can't affect the way you work your sales. So. Phenomenal. I love all of this, and it's taken us already to the top of the hour. I, this has been so fast. But uh, Corey Cazares, briefly, I'd like to get your final thoughts about today's program and what's to come. I'm looking forward to seeing our listeners' reception. I know it's going to hit. I know if I were listening right now, I'd be compelled. I'm looking forward to bringing this uh, this ability for people to have access to this wealth of knowledge over the next uh, however long it takes us to do what our job is to do. Right. I love that. Can't wait till the next time. Drew, would you mind? Contact information uh, once more for our listeners. Yes, uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Maker of Kings. And you can call me personally at 808-542-6759. Again, 808-542-6759. Excellent. Drew, thanks so very much, brother. Thanks for having Thank us again. So much. Jim, yes, final thoughts in about half a minute or so. What would you like to leave us with before we go? Well, we're only here for a finite amount of time and to make an impact and uh, live, love, learn, and leave a legacy. That's, that's, that's my motto. That's what I stand by, and that's what I teach. So overall, if we can uh, be good, do good, affect change, that's what we're here to do. And that's going to be our ongoing conversation together. Awesome. Can't wait for it. I want to thank uh, Jim and Drew and Corey so very much. I want to thank you as well for joining us for this official edition of Maker of Kings. I want to thank Jess, as always, for everything. And stand by. You'll have Rush coming up after Fox News and a whole lot more. In the meantime, have a great day, folks. Can't wait till the next time. Aloha. KHVH Honolulu.